0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve his purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. New series today, and it's all about relationships. We talk about relationships every year because they're so important. And every year I say this, what do I say every year? (laughs) Sorry, I'm being silly. Every year I say this, relationships bring the most joy to our life but they also have the ability to bring the most pain to our life and so it's really important that we learn how to do relationships well. So, we're starting today talking about friendship. Does anyone need a friend? Yes, well there you go. I'm going to tell her, we're going to talk about how to be a great friend. Excellent. Samuel Coleridge described friendship as a sheltering tree. So it's a very practical message today. I hope that's okay with you all. Love it, practical that's a beautiful word picture, a sheltering tree. It provides, a sheltering tree provides shade in the sun and it stands against the cold winds of loneliness and that's a friend. Who is thankful for their friends? I am so thankful for my friends. Proverbs 27 says this, just as lotions and fragrance give sensual delight, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Friendships, one of the things friendships does is it refreshes our soul. And one of the great tasks we have in life is to build great, healthy friendships. We all need friendships. So what sort of friendships do we need? I've got three types of friends we need. Let's just... Think about it. Do you have these friends in your world? We need friends around us that we have fun with. Tick? Oh, yes. God designed us to enjoy life and he put people around us to help us enjoy life. People we can laugh with. People we can have fun with. People who we can dance with. Not that long ago, actually, probably a week ago, Paul and I spent some time with some friends and we laughed until we cried. Who loves those friendships where you just, you can't even speak because you're laughing so much and you've got tears running down your face. We all need those types of friends. We need someone around us that we can call on in our time of need. You've seen the movies, you've watched the TV shows where someone gets thrown into jail and they call a friend to get them out. Now I'm hoping you're not going to get thrown into jail today. Some of you. No, I'm being silly. (laughs) You can call me. You can call me, I'll be there. Look, it might not be that dramatic but we all need someone that's going to come and help us when we have a time of need. Come and get us when things go wrong. People who are there for us no matter what. You can phone a friend. And we need someone, the third thing is we need someone we can share a secret with. Who do you know that you can trust? Things you tell them won't go any further than them. I learnt early on in life to be very careful who I told some things too because I told some things to someone, this is years ago, and then four or five other people came up to me and told me about it. And I went, Ah, oh, note to self do not tell that person anything. We all need someone that we can share a secret with. Everyone needs friends, even Jesus had friends, he had many people around him while he was here on earth. You know there were the crowds, there were the multitudes. Then he had his twelve disciples, and then he had three close, intimate friends: Peter, James, and John. Mark five says this. Then Jesus stopped the crowd, and he wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. They were the people that he allowed. They were the safe people. And he, he trusted them and he allowed them to come in and do things and see things that he didn't allow other people to do. They're the different levels of friendship. Friendship is where we find God ministering to us through another person. It's God's gift to each one of us is friendship. He ministers to us with encouragement, support, loyalty, companionship, generosity and when we need it, truth. Truth. So what is a friend? I think it's worth, let's look at the definition of friend. What is a friend? Because since social media has taken over the world, the word friend has taken on a whole different meaning. In fact, in, in my dictionary, the last definition says, a person associated with another as a contact on a social networking website. We've never met, but we're Facebook friends. In this context, friendship, is, it's watered down to a contact. And just so we're clear today, when I'm talking about having great, healthy relationships, I'm not talking about Facebook friends. Facebook friends are not real friends. Sorry. For those of you who have 3,000 friends, you don't really. A Facebook friend is a contact A friend is a person who you know, who you see, who you speak to, who you spend time with, who you share with, who you do life with. And some of you are sitting in this room and saying, I really, I need that. I don't have that. There's a lack in my life. I want that. It may surprise you to know that the word friends, friendly and friendship appears over a hundred times in the word of God. God says a lot about friends because he knows how important friendships are to our health and well-being. And the Bible tells us how we can have better friendships. But it also tells us how we should relate to not only our friends, but everyone we meet. So it's, it's the starting point. The starting point for building great or better relationships is this verse, Matthew 7. It says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Have you heard that before? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Jesus came along and he told people that when it comes to relationships, it's not enough to just be neutral, to not do the bad. But I didn't do anything wrong. Great, but did you act? Actively do something good. Did you actively go out of your way to bless them? Did you actively go out of the way to lighten their load? To give them a word of encouragement? Did you did you do to them what you would like them to do to you? That's the, that's the basis. The first step. I remember standing over there where I stand. A number of years ago at church and a beautiful lady came up to me and it was a a very, very difficult service for me personally. And nobody knew. No one had any idea. And she came up to me and she said, Mel, I just feel like God wants to say this. And she just, her words were like, actually I have a scripture A word spoken at the right time is as lovely as golden apples in a silver basket. That's a proverb. It says Proverbs, it's Proverbs 25. It was a timely word spoken at the right time. She didn't have to do it. But she, she wanted to give. She wanted to bless. And that's the, that's, the, that's the foundation for good relationships. Jesus said when it comes to relationships, we should be proactive and take the initiative and do good to others. Treat people the way that I want to be treated. That means kindness and grace and thoughtfulness and generosity. If I want friends in my life, first I need to be that kind of friend to, someone, to another person. If we don't have friends, then we have to firstly say, well, how friendly am I? Because true friends add richness. They add riches to our life. There is no substitute for the richness that they bring. There is no amount of watching Netflix over and over and over. You know how it goes to the next, the next show? There's no amount of that that will bring the richness to your life that a friend will. So, true friends are the best. True friends also, at times, sit us down and say, what are you doing? It's not great. It's not good. In the family I grew up in, in the Eastman household, it is telling someone to take a good, long, hard look at themselves. Proverbs 27 says faithful are the wounds of a friend. They're faithful. Sometimes we need someone in our life that will say it's not right, it's not good. I remember being in a difficult space this is years ago and phoning a friend because I, you know, I have those friends that I can phone. I wasn't in jail, I promise. I was actually in my own type of jail <laughs> of my own making. And I phoned this friend and I just let her have it all. Not against her, just told her what was going on. And I really thought that she would be, yes, Mel, you have every right to, and she said, well, actually, have you thought about this? How dare you? No it's exactly what i needed to hear because faithful are the wounds of a friend and she's a true friend another thing about friendship is that it's not automatic you don't just decide to be someone's friend and you don't <laughs> they have to actually agree <laughs> it's a good thing to remember but all relationships must must Be nurtured. Proverbs 18 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're thinking, I would really like some more friends. Well, invite someone to spend time with you. You know, just just put yourself out there a little. It might not work, but it might. Go to a group. That's a great way to start a friendship, to hang out together. in a group setting. Join a team. That'll either that'll sharpen you. You'll either be really good friends or you just might find out you don't like each other. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? Is that all right to say that? (laughs) Just. Sorry John. You can pray for me later. There are different levels of friendship. Friendship comes in varying degrees. We will have many acquaintances. We will have some casual friends. We'll have several close friends and we'll have a few intimate friends. And that's okay. And that's good. Not everyone can or will be your best friend. They don't need to be. Acquaintances people who you touch base with on a superficial level, how are you? I'm great. No, I'm not. But I'm not telling you. It's true though, right? I've been in C3 for 38 or 39 years and when I go to a C3 Australia conference, I know hundreds of people, literally, and we hug and we how are you fantastic and we hug and that's what we do <laughs> but they're acquaintances i don't they don't really know me then we have casual friends we have more contact with and we have common interests and we have specific conversations like this week Paul and i've been in adelaide at a c3 area directors summit for the week and they are people that we Zoom with once a term and we meet together once a year. And they are they're casual friends because we don't know each other that well. I mean, some of the people we do know. And then we have close friends. We share similar life goals. We discuss hard questions. We do projects together. We, maybe we exercise together. Maybe we socialise together. Paul and I are going to see through Belconnons. Birthday tonight, birthday party, 20 years. Yeah, because Nick and Melissa Hind are our close friends. We share similar, you know, we're in this thing together in this city, it's great. And then we have intimate friends. These are a few people who we have a deep commitment to who we, we are safe enough to be open and vulnerable with them and we want to hear what they think about a certain issue, they are free to correct us because they have our best interest in heart. Not everyone has our best interest in heart, but these people do. They try to encourage us and we can trust them. And, and those, those intimate friendships, they are, they are established over time. You just don't go in. Right, I want to be your intimate friend. So tell me everything. Actually, my daughter loves to say that. Tell me everything, Mum. Okay. Okay. Um, You can't force someone to be an intimate friend. They actually have to invite you into that space because it's, yeah, it's very personal. All levels of friendship are important, but... The most important is intimate friendship. People who don't have intimate friends are the loneliest people in the world. All of us need at least one person we can be open with, we can be honest with, a person who offers shelter, support, encouragement, and the truth, the hard truth, if we can't see it and we don't acknowledge it. Clearly, if you're married, your spouse should be that person absolutely that person. And Paul is that person. But I have a couple of other girlfriends who I'm so thankful for as well. They're the ones that I can call at any time and they will pick up the phone. The Bible talks about intimate friendships. It talks about David and Jonathan, it talks about Naomi and Ruth, it talks about Mary and Elizabeth. So how do you have healthy that level, that intimate level of friendship? How do you how how are we bet how are we the best friend we can be in that zone? An intimate friend defends you around others. They've got your back. They won't bag you out to others when you're not around. 1 Samuel 19 says this, The next morning Jonathan spoke to his father about David, saying many good things about him. Now you've got to understand in this situation, Saul was the king and he wanted to kill David. Jonathan was the son of the king. And Saul he said and Saul was like, I'm gonna kill him. And Jonathan said many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant David, Jonathan said. He's never done anything to harm you. He's always helped you in any way he could. Have you forgotten about the time he risked his life? You were happy about that then. Why should you murder an innocent man like David? There's no reason at all. He was the defense. That's what a a friend, a true friend does. They have got your back. How's your loyalty? Do you change sides depending on who you're with? Do you come to the defence of your friends when others are bagging them out? I remember a, a lady came in to bag out a good friend of mine years ago and she had no idea what was going on behind the scenes for this person. And thankfully I was able to say, Hold on a minute. I I didn't tell her what was going on, but I said, you don't see the full story, you don't see the full picture. That's our role. To defend, to loyally defend. An intimate friend is willing to sacrifice for their friend. The book of Ruth is a story of a woman called Naomi who lost her husband and her sons, and she was left with her two daughter-in-laws. And she got angry and bitter with God, and she said, I'm going back to my people. And she said to her daughter-in-laws, you stay here, because they weren't with God's people at that point, you stay here and you marry. And one daughter-in-law stayed, and the other Ruth said, no, no, I'm coming with you. I'm going to do whatever it is to be with you. I don't want you to be alone. I've got your back. Here it is in Ruth. Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I'll live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I'll die and there I'll be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I death." To separate <laughs> us. Did that cut out there? Yeah, I've got that power, you see. I just <laughs> That is a stunning, unselfish display of friendship right there. Instead of say, staying in her homeland and finding herself a new husband, she joined herself to her mother-in-law and said, even your God will be my God. I'm with you. And if you follow the story, you'll see that Ruth, uh, yes, that Ruth was blessed in the end, but she didn't know that when she went. Sometimes our blessing, we don't see the blessing that we're going to have as we sacrifice for our friends. But if we stay true, on the other side, God's got our back. You know... Naomi, uh, Ruth brought joy to Naomi. What a beautiful thing for a friend to do! Yeah. Joy came back to her life through this amazing friendship that she had with her daughter-in-law. In the end, it says, "It, it says that um, that your daughter-in-law who loves you has been better to you than seven sons." <laughs> That's a pretty amazing thing for the Bible to say, right? Back in those times. Okay, and the last thing, an intimate friend is a constant source of encouragement. 1 Samuel 23 says, One day David received the news that Saul was on his way to search for him and kill him. Now that's a fairly, that's a bad day. Would you agree? If you receive the news that someone is coming to try and kill you, that's a bad day. Jonathan, his intimate friend went to find David. He didn't just sit back and go, I'm just praying for you. He didn't just hope that David was going to be okay. He went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong and have his faith in God. What an amazing thing for a friend to do. When someone is having a bad day, you go and find them You encourage them to stay strong and and have your faith in God. I mean, that is tick, 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 tick. Everyone needs a friend like that. He knew that David was probably at the lowest point in his life, and he said, I'm here with you. Don't give up, don't give in. I'm sure that was part of the lifeline that David needed right there. He was an instrument of God in David's life. And that's, as friends, that's what we are, for our friends. We are an instrument of God in their life to bless them, to encourage them, to help them. We all need friends like that. We need friends like Jonathan was to David. I'm so thankful to God for the gift of friendship if you need if if you're sitting here today and you're thinking oh gosh I just I need that I'm going to pray for that for you but you're going to have you know take a step yourself do you need an intimate friend how are your friendships? Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of friendship. God, I want to pray for friendships in this room that are struggling. I pray that there would be healing, healing, I pray that there would be that your oil, that your anointing, even that your oil of joy, God, would come. I pray, I pray that you would have your way, that you would restore. For those people that are sitting in the room today that feel lonely. God, I ask that you would connect them with others. I ask that there would be divine appointments. I ask that you would lead and guide people to each other. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you, God. And the last thing I want to do before we finish talking, we're talking about relationships, but the most important relationship any of us will ever have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then I would like to invite you today, right now, to ask him to come into your life, to open your heart, say, God, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to have a relationship with will change your life I promise you or maybe you need to you need to recommit your life to, to him this morning either of those two things we're going to pray this prayer together and ask pray with us let's pray dear God thank you for sending Jesus Jesus I ask you to come into my life I want to have a relationship with you Forgive me for my sin. Help me to live for you for the rest of my days. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.